Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Andy Smith. City to city, state to state, across the state, across the globe. That's right, it is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. The conductor picking up passengers along the way. Interviews, sports-related news, and also outside the box. Unsports-related. That's right, it's a new time, it's a new season. Yours truly, Anthony Smith. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And that show is getting ready to get started. Let's get this train on the track. You're all aboard the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. That's right. It is your boy, Anthony Smith, your favorite host and your favorite conductor. Also, we're doing this on Twitch TV. So, there are some that are going to be seeing me as I'm recording this live. And some of you are going to listen to this when this is published. But you're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and your favorite conductor, Anthony Smith. And there is a question that has really been bugging me. So I had to look up an article to define what is a blue blood. Because there's a particular school, I think, that lives in the shadow of its women's program, and they just recently won their fifth national title in the last 25 years. Within the last 25 years, this program has etched their names with some of the names of the great names, such as your UCLA's, your Dukes, your Kentuckys, your North Carolinas, your Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, you name it. Even Indiana is still attached with the name Blue Blood. They haven't done nothing since 1987. But yet, UConn, who just recently won their fifth national title, we're still asking the question, what defines a blue blood? So, with that being said, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana, UCLA, are the college basketball teams most often associated with the term blue blood. There is, however, an ongoing debate about the most deserving blue bloods and what blue blood actually means. So get ready because we're getting ready to take you on a train ride, as I like to say. Never know which way this journey is going to take us, but it's going to take us on a journey. So according to the NCAA, the first reference of a blue blood was in the Brooklyn Times Union on January 3rd, 1927. It was used again in other publications throughout the 1940s and 1950s, appearing to reference an undefined elite class of college basketball programs. 
There is no concrete history for the current application of the term, nor is there a consensus on which teams are blue blood. Despite periods of national irreverence over the last two decades, Indiana and UCLA are often considered blue bloods. The Bruins, for example, have three more national title championships, 11, than the next closest team, Kentucky. But they haven't won a title since 1995. There seems to be a wider agreement on the other four teams, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky. Blue Bloods in March Madness. Blue Bloods didn't fare well in the 2023 NCAA tournament. North Carolina missed the tournament for the first time since 2010. Duke, Indiana, Kansas, and Kentucky lost in the second round. UCLA lost in the Sweet 16. But yet no one has mentioned the name Yukon Huskies. To me, that's a travesty. Because how can you not be mentioned with those names and all you've done in the last 25 years is win five titles? Basically, that's a title approximately in cycles of five years. Every fifth year, expect UConn to be in the national title picture. So why aren't they, why aren't they getting their due justice? Maybe it could be because the simple fact that they were living in the shadow of an historic women's program. When you say the name Yukon, what's the first thing you think of? You think of Yukon Husky women's basketball program, Coach Gino Ariema. You think of some of the greats that played there, Diana Tarasi. Maya Moore. The list goes on. So is it that they're living in the shadow of the women's program so much so that they have quietly and secretly have won five national titles, and yet you still don't want to list them with the name of the Blue Bloods? They're like the guy that's invited to the country club. He can roam around on the golf course. But when everybody goes to the clubhouse, well, that's where his party ends because he's not part of the exclusive group. He's allowed to roam the course, but he's not allowed into the clubhouse. So is it UConn is not allowed into the clubhouse because they don't have that name brand recognition? UCLA, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and as much as it pains me to say this, they haven't won nothing since 1987. Bobby Knight was the coach. Uh, prayers are for him, too. Indiana. Why is Indiana still mentioned as a blue blood? Well, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to put it out like this. Where do you want to give them their props or not, UConn is a blue blood. There, I said it. 
UConn is a blue blood. Five national championships, three different coaches. And who's to say that the one that they don't have now don't win multiple championships? You don't want to give them their props with five national championships. But if they win a sixth one and a seventh one, now what? Get used to him because as long as Coach Hurley is around, UConn has a chance to do something special. UConn can surpass her teams that are on that list right now as we speak. Matter of fact, I can give you a rundown. Right now, UCLA, 11 titles, as you heard. Haven't won nothing since 1995. Kentucky has eight titles. I believe their last one was 2012, around that time. North Carolina, six titles. Now, you ready for this? Teams with five titles. Indiana. Duke. And now, most recently, UConn. Notice how four of these teams, like the first three teams, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, are all ahead of the next three teams mentioned. Indiana, Duke, then you have UConn mixed in there now. Right. UConn has the same amount of titles as Duke. Now let that sink in. Duke is a blue blood. Indiana is still linked as being a blue blood. But UConn have five titles and no one is mentioning UConn as a blue blood. I'm saying it. They are a blue blood. Even more so, Kansas has four titles. They're mentioned as a blue blood. Villanova was even getting mentioned as a blue blood after they won their third title about, what is it, two years ago? Jay Wright steps down. But they're listed as a blue blood right along with Villanova, Villanova and Louisville with three titles. So if these schools can be considered blue bloods that have less titles than UConn, then UConn most definitely, in my book, is a blue blood. You can't take that away from them. They have far come from under the shadows of their women's program. What you can say about UConn is they are a basketball program school, both men and women. I'm going to go ahead and give you a rundown of teams with two titles. Cincinnati, formerly of the AAC, getting ready to make their move to the Big 12. Florida Gators, though they got their two titles on the heels of back-to-back national titles. Michigan State, the Spartans. North Carolina State, Oklahoma State, USF. Do not confuse them. No, 
Do not confuse them with University of South Florida. That's the University of San Francisco Dons. And there are numerous teams with one title. Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Cal, Georgetown. The list goes on. Marquette, Michigan, Maryland, Ohio State, Oregon, Stanford, Syracuse, UNLV, UTEP, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, the list goes on. But I think it's time that we give UConn their props and enshrine them as a blue blood. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith, also live on Twitch. And what I'm going to do right here is I am going to take a break. And when I come back, there appears to be some backlash still going on in the eyes of the fans. Yet the competitors have made peace with each other. Who am I talking about? Come back on the other side of this break and you will find out. Listen to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. As I always say, the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas. Be right back. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star, as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, canned goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. You're all aboard the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. to another segment of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and your favorite conductor, the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas. Why? Because of you, the listeners, and you, the guests. That's what makes it number one. 
hope you enjoyed that first segment. So we get ready to unwrap some more things that's been going on. It's been the most talked about issue going on outside of those who are in, who are enjoying the Masters and their multiple rain delays yesterday that they had to call it a quits. The most talked about subject that's been going on, and it hasn't even really been the game. It has been the supposed rift raft or beef between Angel Reese, most outstanding player in the women's national title finals, and that of Caitlin Clark. If you heard what I said, I said the supposed beef. Everybody know that Angel Reese hit Caitlin Clark with the you can't see me gesture. Some viewed it as classless. You know how we do. We spin narratives this way and that way and we make it more than what it really should be. To the point that the most mature people would have to be the competitors that we, the fans and media, had against each other. So, the sports world basically reacted to Caitlin Clark's comment. Iowa star Caitlin Clark has picked up another major personal award. The junior guard, who already won the Wade Trophy and the AP Player of the Year Award, has been named the recipient of the Wooden Award for the top player in women's college basketball. I'm going to pause right there. I think that award should be named the Pat Summit Award for the women's. Hopefully no one takes offense to that, but Pat Summit was on legendary status. She would be the equivalent in the women's to what John Wooden was on the men's side. So that's just my take. I personally think it should be named the Summit Award, the Pat Summit Award. I mean, you go to Knoxville, Tennessee, you look at that basketball court, and whose name do you see on that court? Pat Summit Court. The college basketball world has been discussing Clark's latest honor as of this afternoon, which was this would have been Tuesday. Says, I'm pretty sure that's a clean sweep, said radio host Todd Bromelkamp, Bromelkamp about Clark's Player of the Year prizes. Another piece of hardware for the growing shelf, an Iowa fan added. As she would, well-deserved, another person wrote. Congratulations to her, she earned it. An LSU fan chimed in. Ringless or not, if you know anything about basketball, her numbers are ridiculous. Come on now, another commenter added. Clark averaged 27.8 points, 8.6 assists, and 7.1 rebounds per game this season, leading the Hawkeyes to the national championship game over the weekend where they lost to LSU. During the NCAA tournament, Clark averaged 
points per game and posted back-to-back 41-point outings in the Elite Eight and Final Four. She also recorded a triple-double against Louisville in the Elite Eight, adding 12 assists and 10 rebounds along with her point output. So yes, that was just some more adding to her awards, but that's not really the breakdown of what I want to get to. But I mean, we do applaud her on her awards though. She is well deserving of those awards. But the real deal here is how she responded to being taunted. Because everybody, like I said, spun things this way, that way. Made it more than what it really should have been. Which is why I say we as sports fans have a tendency to be very toxic and for no reason. So let's bring you up to speed on what transpired, okay? Some say, well, this is, first we're going to talk about the LSU coach. So let's kind of just back things up. She's a disgrace. Sports World blasts Kim Mulkey after Magic Johnson's bold claim following LSU's NCAA win. The LSU Tigers made history in this year's NCAA women's final as they were crowned champions. The Tigers defeated Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes with ease to bring the title home. Many notable names reacted and congratulated LSU on their win. Some even credit Tigers head coach Kim Mulkey for it, including Los Angeles Lakers legend Magic Johnson. However, Johnson's kind words ended up triggering basketball fans on social media. LSU Tigers won the game against the Iowa Clark Hawkeyes 102-85. Despite Caitlin Clark's 30-point performance, Angel Reese's double-double helped seal the fate and outcome of the game. However, the national championship game was marred by controversial referee calls. So Magic Johnson gives Mulkey credit for LSU's win. Tigers were locked in right from the start as they had a big first half, leading by 17 at the break. Even though LSU did not have the best start to the second half of the game, they had already built a comfortable lead. They were able to hold on to their lead and win the game in the end with ease. Millions went on social media to congratulate LSU over the win in this year's March Madness tournament. Magic Johnson was one of them as well. However, another tweet where he credited Kim Mulkey for the win ended up triggering fans. Johnson tweeted, we have to give LSU's head coach Kim Mulkey some love for winning her fourth NCAA championship with her win she now has the third most championship wins of all time in women's college basketball. Fans were not happy with the five-time NBA champion giving Mulkey any credit after multiple controversial claims in the past from her. 
Moreover, fans were disappointed with the way Moki conducted herself during the final. The 60-year-old constantly interviewed, intervened in the game. Moreover, she pushed one of the refs in the process. After all these antics, the refs failed to take any action. Fans on social media were quick to make Magic Johnson realize to who he was given credit for. LSU's win. One fan tweeted, dude, she was playing. She was on the court more than Izzo. And we both know how hard that is to do. Wow. While another fan commented, and sixth women of the year, she was on the court so much bumping into refs. Here are a few more reactions from fans on Twitter. I just want to know how much she paid the refs today to give her every call. Easy to coach when you stand on the court the entire game. And here's one. I've never seen a game ref so poorly on both sides. Horrible enough to, re, to redo a game. Either team winning with those refs means nothing. Made it until the middle of the fourth and clicked away. Absolutely terrible. Nah, bad people don't deserve praise. One fan wrote, she's a disgrace. No love here. No support for Brittany Griner. Terrible sportsmanship. She is a walking clown show. While some fans decided to give her credit, others pointed out her many flaws in the comment section and slammed her past comments as well. So what are your thoughts on Kim Mulkey? We're going to get to Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. I promise you we're going to do that. Even if I have to take a, another break, we're going to get there. But, like I said, we have a lot to unwrap. And I also want to take you back to this. And this will lead me into some of the theatrics that took place as well. Everybody has something to say in regards to Angel Reese taunting Caitlin Clark. Geno Smith on the Angel Reese taunting Caitlin Clark. The fake outcry is ridiculous, is what he has to say. It was the first weekend of the new season in Major League Baseball. Plus, there was WrestleMania and a host of college football spring games. But the big story coming out of Sunday was the Women's College Basketball National Championship. If only the story was the actual game itself and not the awful officiating or the exhausting cultural war nonsense that followed. In case you were lucky enough to miss the discourse on Twitter at the end of their win, LSU star Angel Reese taunted Iowa's Caitlin Clark a la John Cena. Hmm. Y'all know who John Cena is, don't you? He's the one that hits people with the 
you can't see me. And apparently that is what people took exception to when Angel Reese hit Caitlin Clark with that. A tweet that went out from Emmanuel Acho says, if it wasn't classless when Caitlin Clark did it, don't call it classless when Angel Reese does it. Let the women compete. It's sports. I can applaud that. Even though Clark did the exact same thing one week ago, a lot of people jumped up and cried classless in one loud, hive-minded voice. Seattle quarterback Geno Smith joined the fray and hit the nail on the head, calling the fake outcry ridiculous. Literally, the same gesture. The fake outcry is ridiculous. Let those young ladies celebrate what they earn. Smith shared several other tweets on the subject, dunking on a paid blue check mark along the way. Says LL, man, I remember Richard Sherman calling receivers trash after he shut them down. He earned the right to do so. Don't like it? Win. It's that simple. Mike Miller at Mike on the mic 79. The flower of the class obviously doesn't grow in everyone's garden. She demonstrated total trash. Geno Smith tweeted, a winner is a winner. She earned the right to be petty. Being a gracious winner is a part of sports. Being an ambassador for kids, getting into getting into playing ball is a part of the sports. Being petty is not. These are some of the tweets that are being aimed at or that were aimed at Angel Reese. Says Geno Smith tweeted this out. Classless equals, then he says, I see a pattern here. Then he tweets out, you don't watch sports. Jordan is the petty king. Literally took stuff personal. And in response to that, society, grown adults, you act like that when you win. I don't remember you acting like that. Then again, you haven't won anything. I don't remember Mahomes, Curry, LB, MJ, acting like that after a championship. So everybody had their take on how Angel Reese should have acted. But in the end, the only thing that matters is what the players say. So now let me bring you up to speed. LSU star Angel Reese responds to Caitlin Clark after Iowa star defend her amid controversy. As a matter of fact, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a break right here and come back on the other side. When I do, 
I'm going to tell you how this love story turns out. You're listening to your favorite host and conductor, Anthony Smith, and the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I will be right back, so don't you go nowhere. Keep your seatbelts on, stay safe, on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome back to my final segment. I'm telling you right now, the people that are watching me are on Twitch, they're probably like, what the heck is going on? See, what you see on Twitch, the people on podcasts are not going to get. Twitch, you're getting raw, unedited, whatever I'm doing in between breaks. Whereas on podcast, you get the cutaways, you know, you don't get all what you get on Twitch. So you get to watch me on Twitch in my natural habitat. Now, I will on Twitch one day come up with nothing straight through sports talk. But today, those watching me on Twitch, you get to see what goes on while I'm not actually doing what I do. So. Try explaining all that again. Anyway, my final segment. When I last left, before I took my break, LSU star Andrew Reese responds to Caitlin Clark after Iowa star defends her amid controversy. The controversy that we made, the controversy that the media played to us, we the fans, get this, we the fans were played like a bunch of rabbits chasing after a carrot. And the other thing is we fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Between the media and the fans, there's going to always be a narrative spun. And if I can say it like this, 
sometimes those narratives become racially motivated. Yes, even though English wasn't my strong point, I learned enough English to be able to read and get an understanding and I can comprehend comments. Comments that were way overboard. To me, it is a shame that we live in this country and we still have these issues and we try to make it everybody else's issues. So in this last segment, I'm going to show you how we who are grown adults have yet to mature and could take a lesson from Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Angel Reese says she's got nothing but love for Iowa's Caitlin Clark. Let me say that again. Angel Reese says she's got nothing but love for Iowa's Caitlin Clark. The LSU star, five days after her team beat Iowa for the NCAA title, finally gave her thoughts in regards to her rival. Reese probably did need to talk about Clark, given an incident that happened between the two in the final moments of the LSU-Iowa national title game, threatened to overshadow everything. With LSU up by 17 points, Angel Reese flashed a you-can't-see-me hand sign to Clark as she told her, this isn't no one-man show. Then briefly followed Clark around on court as Reese kept pointing to her ring finger. That move was to show Reese, not Clark, would be showing off some national title jewelry. Clark is known as a trash talker, and she'd done the you can't see me sign to a Louisville opponent earlier in the NCAA tournament. However, Clark didn't appear to say anything directly to Reese during the game. Nearly 10 million fans watched the NCAA women's title game. It was the largest ever TV audience for the women's title game. Yet with all that attention on the game, the trash talking was the sizzling hot topic on social media. Angel Reese appeared on ESPN News, Kayshawn, J. Will, and Max radio show early Friday morning to talk all things LSU, women's basketball. The most obvious question was to explain her thoughts on Clark. Here's what she had to say. Man, people don't realize me and her have never had beef. Andrew Reese told the host. We played against each other for so long, and she's a great player. I love playing against Caitlin. And I feel like me and her are the face of women's basketball at the college level right now. So just being able to have that and her come out and say that was great for us. Angel Reese also said she would go with her fellow LSU teammates to a White House reception to recognize the women for their NCAA title. Earlier in the week, she called out First Lady Jill Biden and said the Tigers would be a no-show. It was all because Jill Biden mentioned that 
she'd love for her husband to invite both LSU and Iowa. I mean, it would look crazy for me not to be there. For one, Angel Reese said. And then, for two, I think going back home to the DMV, Washington, D.C., metro area, you don't really get those chances often. So just being able to go back with the team and just following along with my coaches since they have the best interest for me. Meanwhile, Clark's first public comments once she got back to Iowa was how much she respected Reese and asked that fans not disrespect her LSU rival. Let me emphasize that and ask that fans not disrespect her LSU rival. Now you see why I say it appears to me that the most mature people in this whole mess that we, the fans and media, try to create are the two competitors, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. So we need to sit back and take a lesson from them on how to handle this nonsense. She says, no matter which way it goes, she should never be criticized for what she did, Clark told ESPN. I'm just one that competes, and she competed. I think everybody knew there was going to be a little trash talking the entire tournament. It's not just me and Angel. So I don't think she should be criticized. Like I said, LSU deserves it. They played so well. Like I said, I'm a big fan of hers. And here are some of the tweets or some of the comments. Reeve is a bully. And they meant to say Reese. They spelled it R-E-E-V-E. This is from somebody called Justice for All. I think they need to learn how to spell before they go on social media and make a dummy out themselves. Says Reeve, R-E-E-V-E. Maybe they... Well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you can try to hit the C and hit the V key, so I'll give them a pass. But Reeve is a bully. I forgot all about the game. And highly remember the bully and LSU coach screaming. Ugly examples for the new generation. She was barely a contributor to the game. She's talking. She's taking away the attention on the superstars of the team. She's definitely not one of them. Totally giving her team negative attention. Go away already. You're an embarrassment to the team. Okay. This woman's name here is, uh, and I hope it goes viral when I say this. Her name is Diana Glidden. Glidden. G-L-I-D-D-E-N. What game was she watching? Her comments were she was barely a contributor to the game. Okay, 17 points, 10 rebounds, most outstanding player in the tournament, and you say she was barely a contributor. Woman, what game were you watching? Or what kind of glasses do you have on? You need to go get you an appointment set up with your eye doctor because evidently your vision is very bad. They should have someone screen comments because this is one comment that was put out that shouldn't have even made it.
And then there are some more to this. Because a lot of people had comments to make. But Angel Reese responds after Shaq shuts down Keith Olbermann's criticism of her taunting. And then I'm going to put a wrap on this. Well, I guess I'm not able to pull that one up, so we won't even worry about that. But... Of all the things that have been said by us, the fans and the media, the only comments that matter, get this, the only comments that matter are those of Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to next year's women basketball season because now I'm getting ready to take this a different direction. Yes, we know that UConn won the tournament, but there is even some uncertainty on who may return back to UConn next season. That's the landscape of college men's basketball as opposed to women's college women's basketball. The transfer portal in NIL has had a vast effect on college men's basketball more than it has the women's game. Of course, I'm sure. Caitlin Clark has a very nice NIL deal waiting for her come next season. But you don't see a lot of players in the women's portal as you do the men's, which is hard to get a gauge on who the favorites are for next year's men's as it is the women's. And with the women's, we know at least two figures that will be coming back. Three, actually. Paige Buecher, UConn. Angel Reese, LSU. And even though she can apply and go to the WNBA, Caitlin Clark has already left on record that she's coming back. So with that being said, I can't help but to say, I'm looking forward to next year's women's basketball season. Thank you for listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas, a train sports talk podcast with Anthony Smith. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Be blessed. Yeah.